0: You are listening to the Healthy Weight Coaching Podcast, inspiring stories and tips to help you reach your goal. For information on reaching your healthy weight or to share your success story, please reach us at healthyweightcoaching.com. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Weight Coaching Podcast, a show designed to empower folks like you and me to live a healthy lifestyle and achieve our health and weight goals. I'm Julie Taub, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and your host. Today I have an opportunity to speak with Lauren Castellucci. She is a busy working mom who stays incredibly fit and can definitely inspire us all. But Lauren works hard to make it happen, so we're going to learn more about how she does that. But also, Lauren is Director of Sales and Marketing for the Castellucci Hospitality Group. And anyone in Atlanta knows your restaurants and anyone who's come through town. Bar Mercado, Iberian Pig, Cooks and Soldiers, and... Several others. So exciting for this podcast is a recently launched restaurant of the Castellucci Group called Recess, a healthy, fun, and seasonally inspired spot in Crog Street Market. So I'm excited, Lauren, that you are on the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'd love to chat first about you and your health and fitness. And if you wouldn't mind, telling us a little bit about where your interest in health and fitness came from. Is it something new? Did it start when you were younger? So please share sure. your, uh, your history a little bit.
1: Yeah. So um, health and wellness have been a part of my life since I was young. I almost don't ever remember, you know, living an active lifestyle. I, I don't ever remember that not being part of my everyday, my dad. Um, as a PE teacher, still is 30-something years um, in, the, in the public school district. And um, the beauty of that was that he was our primary caregiver after school and over the summer. So your dad, being a PE teacher, naturally, he took what he did at work and brought it home to my sister and I. So we were never not busy or active. And he and my mom are both active in their own right. My mom ran marathons. She claims she's not an athlete, (laughs) Um, but she's Mm -hmm. running again the New York City Marathon this year for her 60th birthday. Wow. And um, I know, incredible. And my dad, you know, a three-sport athlete, college collegiate athlete, and he does triathlons. So it was just kind of around my sister and I all the time growing up. And so naturally, I just sort of thought that was part of what you do, you you get your heart rate up every day, at least a little bit, whether that's just in the form of playtime with, you know, outside in the neighborhood, running around, or if that's in, you know, a competitive form. And I think it's funny how when you're a teenager, or up, up until that point, you don't ever really think about in intake and output um, but then you go to college and when you're no longer you know practicing three hours a day and have have a crazy wild metabolism just because you're young, you realize that you have to think a little bit about what goes in and what goes out or what you do to to you know burn calories. And so college is when I really started um, taking control of my own fitness and working that into my daily life and routine and as now an adult working mom like you said you have to find the time i'm up at the crack of dawn before my daughter and husband wake up and i find that 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 is a a, a peaceful um, time for me it's the only time that i know i will get the workout in and i i enjoy waking up with with the sun and running and training um so I do all all sorts of things to stay busy and stay active. I used to be a serial uh, runner. I ran six days a week, nothing else. And uh, in my mid twenties, realized that that was probably a little tough on my joints. I read an article. I forget which publication, but how um, too much running can give you wrinkles. <laughs> so uh, it, was <laughs> it was such a vanity moment, but it really opened my eyes to thinking, like, yeah, maybe there is a point to this. Like, it is pretty intense pounding on your body. So I transitioned a little bit into strength training, and so now I do a combination of you know body weight exercises three times a week, and fill that in with running shorter distance and hit training um, on the, the other days of the week.
0: So back to college, when you kind of realized you needed to do something to be more focused on your health, what was your education piece at that age? Did you, ref- did you go back to your parents or did you look to another source for education?
1: It was my parents, but on, I ran cross country and played basketball in high school. And so I kind of had, I had a foundation of my own uh, for the running component and it was something that was really natural to me and I really enjoyed it. And still to this day, it's my favorite type of way to work out. It's the only workout where I feel like my mind, fu- it will eventually get clear. Um, mm-hmm. cause you know, when you lose yourself in a run, Different people, it's different amounts of time. For me, it feels like once I'm over that 20 minute mark,
0: mm-hmm. I'm finally transcended somewhere else. So mine's and the three mile mark. I tell myself, if I can get to three miles, I will be there. And it's it is exactly. all runners can relate to that 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 runner's high, which is incredible.
1: Yes, and it never it never fails. It, it's the one workout that never fails me. When I I'm done, I'm always better than mm-hmm. before I started. And so I really relied on the training programs that I worked through in high school on my cross country team to sort of build the way that I thought about running in college and I pr- I prefer running outside and going to school in upstate New York at Cornell <laughs> it was we expect snow 80% of the school year so that was a little bit challenging so I had to start running on treadmills in college but I found other ways to kind of make it exciting, uh, which now, you know, talk about a billion dollar idea, Peloton, mm-hmm. you know, when they have like the trainer in your ear sort of thing. I was developing these little workouts for myself with inclines and, you know, hit training, et cetera,
0: in, in college, just literally out of nowhere. It made them up. Uh, what about the food component? Did that have to change as well or were your eating habits already pretty healthy?
1: My eating habits were healthy. You know, we, uh, my mom, I I would give her all the credit for my healthy eating habits. We had dinner as a family every night together, no matter what. And, you know, it did, she did allow us to bend the rules a touch uh, when my sister and I got a little older, both in high school and both having sports practice. But no one ate dinner alone, which I guess is the most important point. We sat down. She either waited or my dad waited if I had dinner or I'm, I'm sorry, if I had practiced late. Um, someone was always there to eat dinner with me. She cooked every night, no matter what. So that kind of taught me to make food and a meal um, to take time out of your day, no matter how busy, um, to sit and enjoy the food on your plate and also the the conversation that you, that you may be having, um, how important that is to actually sit down and focus on that rather than just throw something in your mouth like a granola bar or something quick. It's actually worth it to take 15 minutes and have a balanced meal with someone else. So she, I credit her uh, with setting that foundation. And my dad <laughs> forced me to eat breakfast with him every day. In the morning before That's school, amazing. I mean, at the time, I I could I'm, I can still see myself rolling my eyes at him when I'm you know 15 like Dad, I have to finish my hair, you know, God forbid, and um, <laughs> but he it was non negotiable. It's like doesn't matter. Sit down. We're going to eat together. We're going to start our day the right way. You need fuel. Um, and so I think those practices are ju- just were ingrained in the way that I structured my day. So in college, it was very similar. You know, I never went to went to school on an empty stomach. And you realize, I'm sure you, as a mom of a teenager, know <laughs> know how I'm important it is. Teenager, right? Is Not yet. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I do
0: have a twelve year old,
1: and she is way, like I, I thought, it was, 13. <laughs> I thought it was thirteen. I thought it was thirteen. Um. But, you know, so many of my friends would get that mid-morning slump or afternoon slump because they just were not fueling their bodies or just fueling it with coffee. Um, and fortunately, I I would never was that way. And, you know, as I look at my life now as a restaurateur and, uh, you know, a family where my husband has kind of crazy sporadic hours and we have a one and a half year old, so we're just all over the place. But you know, he and I eat dinner together every night, no matter what. And if he's getting, gets home at ten o'clock, you may cringe um, eating so late. <laughs> but you know, we have to make it work, and it's a it's a priority for me. Just the the relationship with food, it can so easily go the wrong way, and I like to think about it as fuel for your body. And also, you know, a way to connect with people that are important to you.
0: Well, I have to say, I love you for answering the question you the way you did, because typically when I ask someone when their healthy eating started and what does that look like today, it's all around what types of food they're eating and, you know, what their food choices are but not around the position of your, your family and the social experience related to food, which is really why we all enjoy eating. And when it becomes more isolated, we lose that. So yeah, I am grateful to you for, for saying it the way you did, because it really is such a critical piece that we all can focus more on and improve our overall wellness so, thank you for that. Um so yeah. now being in the restaurant business and being exposed to so many different foods and flavors and tell me how you got to a place where you well, I think you were one of the inspiration one of the two inspirers behind uh, recess, correct? Yes. So give us yeah. a little so, history uh, on that cuz it's a different sure. shift for your for your restaurant business and I think it's a really exciting one for Atlanta
1: yeah it definitely is you know, so my husband and i we eat, and this this took some time to get him there Fred's first his first restaurant that he opened after college was the the iberian pig, very pork focused as you could tell by the name kind of indulgent over the top Instagrammable food um gluttonous food at at least the, the menu started that way we refined it um uh, since then the restaurants soon to be 10 years old. so it's obviously grown a bit from there. but if you look at our concepts, they're broadly Mediterranean. I, I guess you know we have two Italian, three Spanish, and now recess. And so one isn't like the other and recess is a very feminine uh, brand. It is you can even look at the color palette and it's all bright colors fun colors, neon, you know, uh, green, pinks, yellows, just things um, that uh, catch your attention. And recess, the food is really uh, centered around, when Fred and I were thinking about it, it all boils down to, you know, food that makes you feel good, that fuels you for what's next, what's ahead, rather than slowing you down. And what we wanted to share with people is that, You know, healthy food doesn't have to be all of the things that you would associate. You know, healthy food doesn't have to be bland or flavorless or fatty or packed with, you know, salt. And healthy food can be delicious and it can be enjoyable. It can be exciting. And we eat that way at home um, most of the time, Monday through Thursday or Friday, you know, we're eating vegetarian or even some nights vegan. Again, it took Fred a little while to get there. I had to trick him a few times, like, oh, yeah, honey, that's definitely meatballs, even though I made them out of, you know, tempeh or something. Um, he caught on over time, but we like the way we feel when we eat healthier. And we wanted to show. Our community of customers and, and the Atlanta community that they would like it too. So we um, we open recess, and I think you know I know you've dined there a couple of times, but we like to focus on food that's balanced and colorful and bright and inspiring. And you you look at it and you're excited to eat it just by the way that it looks. But then you taste it and you're even more excited because it actually tastes delicious. And in two hours. You're not asking for a
0: nap. You're fueled and energized to do whatever lies ahead. So I have to vouch for for recess because the last thing I had, which was this past weekend, was the Casablanca Bowl. And one of your awesome employees, she was adorable. She directed me to that, which is not something I would normally get. And it was divine. And this Moroccan spiced carrot puree, I was like, "How, how did you come up with that? But it was... The, the, the blend of flavors in that bowl, I'm going back to Crock Street, and I live in Sandy Springs, so it's kind of a haul. But, uh, but just for recess, I want that in that bowl.
1: That's amazing. Well, that's, that's um, Fred's favorite thing on the menu. Um, he adds chicken and avocado to it when he's getting really crazy. <laughs> but, you know, we, we learned that you can pack flavor through spice.
0: And yes. I try to teach my client that. So, how do you how do you do that? And what spices do you choose? What's the magic behind that? We're
1: really um, we're equal opportunity when it comes to spice and meaning that it's not not regionally focused. You'll find that really rich spices tend to come from Middle Eastern cuisines. So, things that you would find typically the uh, The spices that make a curry or the spices that make um, really a rich, um, you know, paprika, cardamom, cinnamon, those things that you wouldn't normally think to cook with. You almost would assume bake with like cinnamon actually translate into savory dishes and are really, really concentrated flavors. Um, that pack a lot of punch uh, without having to add a lot of fat and a lot of salt. And neither are are bad for the record. I mean, you need healthy fats. We cook mostly with coconut oil at recess. And the the proteins that we do offer, you know, the chicken is cooked on, rot- uh, on rotisserie. So it's done in ways that, you know, we don't have a fryer. <laughs> we don't dredge anything and big heavy batters um we just try to let the ingredient stand on its own and when you were describing the restaurant you mentioned you know seasonality and that's a huge component of how we come up with the menu at recess because when you choose items that are in season they're by default very flavorful because
0: i think the kale i had i actually added kale to the casa blanca bowl because that was your local your Um, seasonal green. I'm not sure how you described it, but Uh it was the best kale I've ever had. I mean, it was delicious in that bowl. So, um, so I I did want to highlight that because I love that that's a component of your menu development.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's tomato season right now. So there's a lot of tomato on our menu, but if you come back in January, you're not going to see a ton of tomatoes on our menu because we would have to do something to that tomato to make people really love it, enjoy it. And then we really think that the ingredients should be able to stand on their own. So we give our chef uh, the freedom to explore and work with local farmers, work with faraway farmers, work with whoever you want to bring the best ingredients
0: to the guests.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: far people are really loving it. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing it to Atlanta and shifting gears because Your knowledge of of food and the weight of flavor foods is obviously very deep. I'm curious, at home when you're cooking, if you could just end this interview with your favorite meal to cook that you and your husband both enjoy. You enjoy making it. It's not too complicated, so you can inspire the listeners. Um, But what would be your favorite healthy dinner that you cook at home?
1: So right now... Because um, the answer would have been different probably two weeks ago, and it will change two weeks from now. Um, but we're really into, uh, we're on a Mexican kick right now. And that okay. is something actually very unusual for both of us. Fred recently went to Mexico City, and he came home and was really inspired by what they're doing in Mexico City. Mexico City is super cool and that... The city is is built kind of halfway from Europe, halfway from from Asia or Japan, if you'll believe it. So there are a ton of ways to take Mexican, traditional Mexican food and either have Italian influence or Japanese influence. So we have been, I know it, it kind of blew my mind was not something I was expecting. We're actually trying to bring one of the chefs he met down there. Up to Atlanta to do a dinner at Cooks and Soldiers. So, cool. See on that about, list. But um, that might be coming soon. Um, so, to to go back and answer your question, I'm doing a lot of things like spaghetti squash with beans and uh, like an eggplant comp. I, we had this for dinner last night. It's a spaghetti squash with an eggplant compotata. But we used I used a lot of Mexican spices in like, like heat spice um, mm-hmm. that you never would find in Italian cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it, it is a little unusual that we're going down that route. Cause typically when I cook, it's mostly, you know, Mediterranean inspired. It's just where I'm most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of a little tangent that we're going down uh, right now and it. And Mexican is so hot in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. He and I both grew up in the Northeast. There are no Mexican chains like Willie's or, you know, anything like that other than Chipotle in the northeast. And so we're we're start trying to figure out why Atlanta is, is all okay. about Mexican food. Um and so we're experimenting with the flavors at home right now and uh not upset about it.
0: Cool. What are your top few spices that you're using? Mexican spices.
1: Oh wow, what was I using
0: last night? Um
1: are they from Mexico
0: or are you buying them locally here
1: no he brought um oh, a cu- okay. he yeah that's why i'm struggling to think okay. of exactly what they are because he well he didn't bring them home from mexico cuz obviously you get in a lot of trouble for that
0: but we sourced them
1: <laughs> through, the, through the restaurant um okay. and just kind of was like play with this um, okay. but i can i can get back to you um, with exactly what we're using
0: well, I think really the the message is to experiment you know that you can totally. use like even in my smoothies I mean when I have fresh kale uh, fresh basil growing, I'm throwing in my smoothies if I have rosemary I'm throwing it in my smoothies so I think in our cooking we can also experiment with all these spices and herbs I mean there's so many cool shops and places to get fresh ones and to grow at your home and I, I think it's really a, we rely like you said on the fat and the salt and we can expand our palate, expand our children's palates, and make our meals more exciting and interesting by using a variety of spices and herbs. So thank you, Lauren. You're an inspiration. I'm so grateful that you are on the show. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back again for the Casa Blanca Bowl. I can't wait. I may I may ask your employee to give me more recommendations. She was fabulous for all of us that were at our party. So um, oh, thanks thank for having you. a great spot for us. And thank you to everyone for listening to the Healthy Weight Coaching Podcast. To be a part of the show or follow up with any questions, please visit healthyweightcoaching.com. And don't forget to like me at Healthy Weight Coaching, my Facebook page. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Weight Coaching Podcast. Visit us at www.healthyweightcoaching.com. And please, review this podcast on iTunes so that we can keep sharing the secrets to success that will help you. For more information on how to reach your peak or be on the show, contact Julie, the Healthy Weight Coach, at healthyweightcoaching.com.